0: Jason, as it is every single week, the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people of Lee Summit by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget
1: blinds.
0: Can I just say it? I You're love, gonna say it. I love those folks. They're 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 good ideas. They are good, 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 eggs. good people that do a lot for our community. I don't know if we've mentioned this the last few weeks or not, Jason. But the wave of the future. When it comes to your blinds, your shades, all of the things in your house, do you know what it is?
1: Fancy colors?
0: No. Automation.
1: All hail. Our robot shade overlords.
0: That's right. Whether it's through a remote control, whether it's through Siri, Alexa, Google, whatever, voice commands, it's about automation. It's about energy efficiency. It's about safety. It's about... Nick and Jason want to go to their homes and sit on their booties. That's true, and I don't want anybody to watch. Well, that's true, too. Honestly, nobody wants anybody to watch. Privacy is a big deal.
1: It's true, and we don't want to get up to close those shades. So automation is the way of the future. You can control your shades. You can time your shades. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. You should be going to Budget Blinds in downtown Lee Summit and asking them, what can I do to automate my window treatments?
0: So head on down to the heart of Lee Summit. Go see our friends at Budget Blinds. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. You know what else is coming up, Jason?
1: I do, but I want to make you say it.
0: It's Chili Fest. Chili Fest. Look, we're like 51 days away from Chili Fest, which is, was, you know, gone for a year. It Not that a, we're counting. Yeah, well. Okay, we're counting. I put this out on the on the Facebook's page for Link to Least Summit earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's true. We are happy to sponsor and be a part of this great community event. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of different people that come in and that are cooking and competing. You can you can you can be a taster, you can pay and come and get a spoon and taste all the all the food. But most importantly, Jason, you and I we're good cooks and we expect to be taking home some hardware.
1: This is absolutely true. We we're gonna lay down the gauntlet. We're gonna whoop somebody in one of these categories.
0: I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going gonna to give a shot but in all of them. I am, I am confident enough to say that we expect hardware. I am not so confident as to say which category that is. We don't want to narrow our <laughs> options.
1: you got to brag broadly, set the hurdle low. And right. Well, that's the, you just described
0: Do, the entire podcast. Is there
1: like a wooden spoon for like the last place thing? Because we may be actually a look, better bet for that. Than look, some of look others. that's still hardware. That's still hard that's hardware. That's still hardware. We're taking hey, it home. You
0: know what else is cool about this event is it all of the proceeds – benefit cold water of Lee summit jason they were one of our early guests we should probably have them on again sometime soon but this is a great organization that helps people in our community that have some needs it helps them meet those needs and what a great fun way to help out some people in our community
1: additionally it is an absolute absolute fantastic opportunity for you to if you have a business and you'd like to do that it's a great team building event good little advertising for your business it's an opportunity to put your logo out there and put something that's Fun and community minded out in your in your corporate identity, so it's pretty cool. And Nick, where where should I go if I want more information?
0: All you have to do is go to your little electronic device, visit slash ChiliFest for more information. Join the fun, and and really, you can come compete against us. But you should know, we're taking home some hardware. We're gonna win.
1: Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is super excited for the end of the economic development border war. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of LinkedIn Lee Summit.
0: Look, I'm only going to say why. One reason why I'm excited. We knew we were so
1: look, missouri's going to I want to say this is if we could do that and we could get the basketball and like we can trade off we, we're no longer fighting about economic development incentives and we're just going to go back to the KU and MU
0: basketball and football games I'd be fine with it. that seems to me a good trade for everybody I, you know what and and I and I feel like that was a uh, that was a safer thing like you know nobody was getting hurt there no just like just, get, just those KU people's feelings we can get mad about sports
1: instead of about money. Wow, you just let that go. Yeah, I know. That's nah. all right. I'm yeah. not I, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a little bit more magnanimous in my older age and not take all the shots at the KU people all the time. Especially since I work on that side of the state line now. There there are a lot more of them uh, over there than you used to think. Protecting your own backside. <laughs> you betcha.
0: It's probably a good idea.
1: C Y A. There it is. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city and our unofficial sponsor today is the number twelve. Happy birthday baby girl. Her is this week Wow, this means you're old. <laughs> we, I, you know, I actually, I changed our unofficial sponsor from something that was like about being old to this, trying to be positive, and you, you dragged me right back down <laughs> to the old Look, gutter.
0: You can be sweet and old. You're the worst. So you're both. Jason, as we dig into this show this week, uh, first thing I want to do is I want to bring up kind of a cool event coming up this weekend. It's worth noting. Hip Hop's Hooray. That's kind of fun to say, anyway. It is a little bit fun to uh, say. You know, uh, it's a benefit out at what is now called Diametric Brewery. It used to be New Axiom Brewery off 291. Uh, they are having a benefit for syndrome.org It's from 5 to 8 on Saturday. The event will feature samples from both commercial and home brewers. So if you're a brewery fan, if you like beer... I,
1: I, we have begun, been on the record in the past as to being fans of beer.
0: Yes, So,
1: we're going to, we're, we're, that's right up our alley and a kind of event we should support. And you, the public, should go there. So, head over to the Diametric Brewery, which is like 291 in Columbus and, uh, and hop on in and support a good cause and maybe, you know, get a little beer and some food.
0: Have some beer. Have some food. Five to eight on Saturday. Okay. Jason, let's kind of get into it now. First off, I think there is, uh, this is, this is the kind of news that broke over the weekend. And I, I, I don't know kind of break it was it really it did actually break yeah but the news kind of came out with a sputter well it wasn't it wasn't sent to a lot of people it wasn't a big announcement but it falls right into the things that we like to talk about uh it's elections we like we like talking about elections i'm
1: disappointed i did not receive a personal phone call with this news but you know (laughs) so be it
0: as we get ready for for this city to move into another election cycle which comes in the spring Councilmember Craig Faith, who represents District 2, has made it public now that he will not be seeking re-election for the city council. Jason, I'm going to tell you, as one who follows it pretty closely, this surprises me a little bit. If you will remember a few months ago, Craig Faith uh, cast a deciding vote. For to approve the development plan and some incentives plan for some apartments to be built in downtown Lee Summit, and that you know, look, every, when it came to that night, everybody knew it all came down to what side of that issue Councilmember Faith was going to be in, and when he made his decision. The way he talked, the way he worded it, really sounded like that was ramping up for this is this is the kind of thing I can run on for reelection.
1: And, and honestly, I think if he had chosen to run, he probably would have cruised to reelection. But clearly, uh, I I think this is one of those times when when the politician says I'd like to spend some more time
0: with my family, he's actually telling us the truth here. Well, look, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I don't know Councilmember Faith very well i've worked with him on a few things he's been liaison for the arts council which i serve on we've, we've we've known each other a little bit here and there i don't think that craig faith ever says much that he doesn't truly mean i think that's fair i think that's fair so uh you know maybe as we get closer to the
1: end of his term because who knows what's going to be coming in the next several months he may have some further opportunities to uh to take some very important stands and be deciding votes on things but in the end, um, we'll see where he is, and we'll, 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 we'll have a retrospective, I think, to look back on his, on his time on the council, which I think has run – his time while on the council, the, the council has run a very large gamut of behaviors, and, and not most of them not attributable to, to Craig. Uh, however, um, he was there for a lot of that. So there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's happened in his three-and-a-half years now. On the council so
0: it should be it'd be interesting to look back when that time comes and that's going to make i think the race and i know look the filing period doesn't really open until december so we're still really early but it's interesting to note that kind of all these races that are going to show up there'll be a seat open in district one council member rob Biddy will be termed out hillary shields who has run more than once for a statewide seat and lost has announced that she'll be running for that district two Craig Faith now says he's not running for reelection. So that makes that seat open, and nobody has announced yet. So so that is open, up for grabs. Uh, District three council member Phyllis Edson has not announced yet whether or not she will run for reelection, and nobody else has come forward to say that they are going to challenge if she does. And then we have District four council member Fred DeMaro has announced that he will be running for reelection, and we already have a contender in Donnie Funk who has announced that he will be running for that seat as well. Yep. So it should be
1: uh that we're already lining up. Here we are, like eight months out from the election. We're already lining up. We have a couple of races that looks like they're gonna they're gonna brew up something interesting and we'll see where they go. But we have a little bit of time because as you said, filing is not until December. So unless those are official announcements are made, we're gonna kinda have to hold our hold our hats until the end of the year to really know who's there and uh and gear up our
0: election 2020 coverage. And I don't want to I don't want to be talking about it just cuz you know we you and I love the silly season, but uh but I think it is you know you and I say over and over and over again that that you have more ability to affect change here locally in your own backyard than you do anywhere else. So, I think this is a place where we can look at this and say, "Hey, here are several open seats. Here's an opportunity for those people to get involved, to make some change, and to be a part of the growth and the development and the next evolution of this community.
1: Absolutely. And even if you're not going to run, just the simple act of going, you know, knocking on a hundred doors is, you know, that's that's like, Eight percent of the election. (laughs) Right. I mean on any given (laughs) of these districts. That's a big number in any given district where some of these are fifteen hundred, two thousand votes in a district. A hundred people, if you knock on the door of the people in your homes association in your neighborhood and say, I really think you should vote for this guy or this woman, or whatever the thing is, you can have a huge impact, even if you're not the one running itself. So, uh, it's a great opportunity for those sorts of things. We should people should be thinking about it, um, and we'll we'll see how the announcements and the filings go
0: come December. The next thing I want to talk about, Jason, is um, at last night's city council work session was a presentation, and it was a presentation for basically the final results. Of the Lee Summit Ignite strategic planning work, this and I'm was- gonna
1: I'm gonna stop you for a moment, and I'm gonna give a couple of boos to I don't <laughs> I don't like to spend a time unnecessarily criticizing the mayor and and those, but the the ignite puns were just I I'm just I got I gotta say no mayor I gotta say no save the dead jokes for home leave that as the dais. I'm just I'm just I gotta I gotta gotta put that out there
0: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this I I understand where you're coming from but as a um. A man who loves the dad joke. Oh, I, the, I love and, one too. And, and the bad puns. Yeah, I understand. And you know, look, I use them so often. Sometimes you just can't help it. Oh, I get
1: it. I get it. <laughs> I, but at this time, my official stance is boo.
0: <laughs> well, look, you're old. You always say boo. All right. Well, look, uh this was a presentation. I don't know that, Jason. There was anything really surprising that came out of this. I think it's worth noting that that as is usually the case with these, these are all, all of these, these results and reports are very high level. It's, it's a 30,000 foot look at things. Um, one thing that I found, I, I'm not going to say surprising, but interesting, intriguing to me was near the top of the list of, of responses was making affordable housing more accessible in our community. And the only, the reason why I find that intriguing, and it's going to be interesting to watch how, 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 how this report is treated moving forward is because when affordable housing has been a topic we haven't had the best conversations about it it doesn't seem like it's something really our community wants whether it's people talking about affordable housing when it comes to public hearings and public comments on things or whether it is our our elected officials and our city leaders pushing for more access and 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 to that affordable housing i I don't know if i don't know if i'm reading it the same way you are or not i am uh i think that the the
1: interesting thing is the you know, this gives the, the council and the city staff an opportunity to really, I think, for our community help define what affordable housing means for Lee Summit. Um, it, You know, y- you get, all, I think, a lot of the pejorative uh, stances and they think about affordable housing as housing vouchers or, or being part of the housing authority, which is part of that mix, but it's not the whole thing um, if you sort of pay a lot of attention to it like I do for my job. Uh, you can see that affordable housing really, in its most technical sense, is just a—it's housing that the average person on the average wage in the city can afford. Um, And that is becoming increasingly an issue, that the the cost of housing is rising faster than wages are, and so a smaller and smaller proportion of our city can afford to live here. Uh, And so that's something that really does need to be attended to. So it's an opportunity for the council to sort of hit the reset button and say, okay, when we're talking about affordable housing, this is what we mean, and they can define that as they see fit. They are the elected body, um, but can they do that in a way that is a useful and b avoids a lot of the the hyperbolic language and the the fear mongering that goes on when we when we have these conversations as a whole? Because there's a lot of bits and pieces to doing that. They you know they talked about diversifying housing choices. Um, how they're dealing with those sorts of things. So it's a really interesting thing that, you know, we had all this, we had several projects come up that got shot down by the council in one form or another. And um, that are, that would qualify under sort of the affordable housing moniker. And, and we'll see how the, the council addresses that. And if they can do a better job of setting that table and hosting that discussion, over the next, well, 10 to 20 years is the time frame for this as we go forward.
0: Was there anything else to you, Jason, that stood out from that that report and presentation? Were there any other maybe maybe responses of of, of note?
1: Uh, I thought, you know, there was some interesting stuff in there uh, in the economic development. They're ta- talking about a diversified economic base. I think a lot of times when people think about economic development work in for a city, they think about the Economic Development Corporation or, or whatever has a, you know, they're going out for large employers or manufacturing or whatever those sorts of things may be. And I think there's an acknowledgement in that um, about how we're gonna deal with a different set. Uh, the future's gonna look a little bit different. There are only so many manufacturing gigs that are even out there. Uh, more and more of them aren't being, the manufacturing part isn't even being done in, in the United States, let alone in Lee Summit. So there, there are some things to be dealing with and how we address that going forward will be interesting to me. Um, and that was the sort of the top line. That was the number one bullet point was dealing with economic development. So uh, we'll see how that goes forward. The rest of them, I think a lot of that, uh, several of them, I think, down towards the bottom of their their factors that they wanted to address are really sort of inside City Hall things. Mm-hmm. And, and aren't going to get as much public attention as those first two and three, really, when you get into the cultural amenities, um, which I think people is saying we, we want to continue being the cool city with
0: the interesting stuff to do. Right. Well, I, th- I think the interesting thing to note, and, and you and I both hinted at this in, in these first two or three points that we've been we've been talking about, was the thing to watch will be moving forward is, is to see what – the city does with this with this report and how it how it shapes their plans and their conversations going forward and it's going to be interesting to see i'm going to, i'm going to circle this back to we we just talked about the upcoming election the current city council could drastically change Based on the election. So it'll be interesting, again, to see how that new council body takes this report and shapes the conversations and the policies moving forward.
1: Absolutely. And as always, um, we want to make sure that you, the listener, can engage with this. So if you go to lsignite.net, the results are up there. Um, There's all kinds of reports and, and links and things in there so you can read and see what a lot of the discussion was and what these points were that were that were put out there so i'd encourage everyone to do that and then you know kind of put lodge that in the back of your mind when you're seeing things and you're seeing the council making decisions and talking about stuff are they utilizing the things that they've learned from that and are they sort of holding to the plan that they've set forth
0: okay we're going to take a short break jason we have a new sponsor we want to let people know about and then we will be right back for the rest of this town hall episode Today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by First Step for Help. First Step for Help.com is a place where you can go if you think you need help or if you have someone that you're close to, a family member, a friend, you think maybe they are facing some tough times or a crisis, go to First Step for com. First Step for Help is a free service
1: uh, designed to meet the hells of the Health of the community—it's Missouri-focused, but it does include the entire Kansas City metropolitan area. As you know, that you know, the state line is kind of a porous thing, and we get back and forth across that. There are—it's a 24-hour mental health crisis hop helpline operated by ComCare, which is a not-for-profit behavioral health management organization that works in collaboration with our community behavioral health centers and other providers to continually pr- improve access to affordable,
0: high-quality, and effective behavioral health services. So visit firststepforhelp.com if you or someone you're close to needs help. Jason, the last thing I want to bring up, I think, for this the show this week is they the council had back for a second reading, a reading for adoption, to the basically, this was a mo, a uh, an ordinance to to vacate their rights to to the property, which is which is going to be developed called the Grove. That's the a development piece. We talked about this last week. That it kind of got slipped into the agenda for last week's council meeting at the last at the last possible moment. The first reading was approved with virtually no discussion. There was a little bit of a note from council member Rob Benny, and it was brought back this week. And while there was a little bit more detail, a little bit more discussion for people to understand what this meant as far as the city giving up its rights, it was the same council member again who who brought it up, and 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 I was a little disappointed. I wish I'd had a little bit more. I,
1: I, I So I did a little digging and poking and asking of questions last week after our after uh, the the initial thing, and and I got the you know most of what I got, and I think that to be clear when we were talking last week i think we may have a little bit back and forth conflated the concept of the market value of the land and the value of the option to buy right for a hundred dollars that's and and those are different things now i think they're obviously tied together the more the land's worth the more the option's worth and and there's a lot of bits and pieces in there and whether or not there would be litigation and frivolous or not it'd be expensive and timely and all the things and so that was out there and so i you know we i sort of had a, a sort of a, a lawyerly economic development conversation um around that was so people. so what you're saying is
0: it, was, it was a uh, barn burner i it was exciting extremely conversation. exciting <laughs> i'm sure to
1: anyone who have been eavesdropping on us to hear that conversation but i would say this is that there wasn't my my complaint is like you know the city this may be a rational decision all things being equal. But the city has the council gave us no indication from any of that that they were getting a decent deal or that they were getting a bad deal. But it was the best deal they thought they could get because they wanted the million three million dollars to do something.
0: And, and I think I think it's important to note that that this gets a little more muddled because of this particular piece of property's history with the city.
1: Right, and I mean, and so to be maximally critical. They already had one bad development deal. Instead of getting out of that development deal, they just rolled it into a second, what's turning out to be a not particularly good development deal. And now they're being bought out of the land altogether, essentially, um, in this in this process. It looks bad. I mean, just from the outside viewpoint, a lot of this has been very opaque. It's been very, well, I mean, lawyerly and lots of words thrown around. And it's it's a really difficult thing, and it just... I think the city, the the citizens deserve a little bit more detail as to not necessarily the the ins and outs, and we don't have to besmirch the developers or do anything of that sort. But just say these are the risks we thought we had. This is the solution that we thought was the best available to us at the time, and give that explanation um, out there on the public record so it could
0: be seen. And I think I think in a time where where we've had lots of of public discussions about about the city's budget, about what money's coming in, where we're spending our money, all of that has happened very publicly. And then to take something like this, where you're talking about three million, three and a half million dollars. and there's almost no explanation to the public about where where that value, where where it's coming into play.
1: right. and and that's the the difference is like we we still don't know if the city is getting a good deal, a bad deal, the best available deal, the best available deal right now.
0: Which and we won't know. That, I mean, that kind of judgment won't be able to happen right. for, for a while. We, but I we did weigh that.
1: Right. And but we never even had a conversation about it where we know what issues the council weighed when putting that together. And and my understanding upon asking a few questions is that the council wasn't actually required to put any of that information into the public sphere. They could have just essentially all but announced that the deal was done without any conversation whatsoever, and that the the first and second reading could have been done virtually in closed session. So, you know, given that, we we did get more than maybe we absolute minimum legal standard, but I still don't think it necessarily rises to the level of uh, uh, an explanation that gives some sort of measure of, that we understand what the city was, why the city made the decision they did.
0: No, and I think that is that right there is the the point of that discussion part of the process when they go through. You know, we're talking about Robert Rules of Order right now, and that discussion process. That's the whole point is to put those things on the record so that the public, their constituents, know the processes, know what was being considered, and why a decision was made.
1: Absolutely, and so it's it's a you know, and I, and there's some issues that go along with that, but I I feel like the people deserve a little bit more than they got, um, and so kudos or anti kudos excuse me anti kudos (laughs) to the council for for
0: making this uh so vague and opaque jason i think that's going to wrap up our show for this week i want to take a couple of minutes i want to do one more tease and promotion for friday's episode of the least summit town hall podcast look these are
1: going to be some of the best episodes of the town hall podcast because we're not going to be on it
0: (laughs) exactly um i am genuinely excited to release these next three friday conversations um if you've if you've seen any of our social media you've heard us talk about it a little before there's a it's a teen takeover for local teens Have taken over the podcast Um, Like I said earlier We're talking about mental health They wanted to talk about issues That affect their generation They wanted a voice They wanted to talk to their peers And they wanted their stories out there So tune in, catch our episode On Friday, the first one They will be talking about technology And the role it plays In their lives It's an interesting one I think you will be impressed With how this group talks And what they have to say that will do it for this week. We will talk to everyone next time. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to you by Shred KC. I want to take a minute here to i want to I want to promote a podcast. The Shred team they have a podcast called Shred. It's a surprise! Wow! Wow! <laughs> it's hosted by Shred owner Ryan Waters and at least I'm at resident Aaron Simpson who happens to own a few Anytime Fitness gyms it's a pretty good show jason there about 35 36 episodes in so they're probably hitting their stride. They are starting to hit their stride. They offer a lot of tips and advice for people who want to change their lifestyle, who, to live a little healthier. To whether it's whether it's you're losing weight, you want to gain strength, whatever it is, um, they've got some tips for you, and it's it's turned out really well. So they do
1: it in the same fashion that the the fine folks at Shred we've talked about many times, and how they how they have handled your uh, fitness journey
0: as well as any others. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's very. Uh, Supportive. And and informed you know, some of the recent episodes they've talked about explaining supplements so that you kinda know what that game is. Cause there are I don't know if you've ever walked into to that section of a store or to a supplement store. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there are to, a lot of letters you, and to to stuff <laughs> um see so what they've had success stories on there, some guests to talk about what they've done. Um, we do a mailbag episode with them every once in a while. Where where they have me on and I get to read them questions from listeners and they answer those. So it's it's very, very interactive. It's a good show. Catch the Shred Podcast on any of your favorite podcast apps. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps, and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall.